We are delighted to be speaking to co-heads of school at the Garzin School in Uruguay, Leona Delphine and Sam Irving. Uniquely, these heads of school share responsibility for whole school goals, but divide accountability and have demonstrated that collective leadership is effective and it may be the way of the future. Welcome, Sam and Leona. Thank you, Claire, thank you. for having us. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so to start, could you briefly introduce, um, introduce yourselves and describe your joint roles as school leaders? Um, uh, I'll begin. Uh, my name is Sam. I'm actually originally from the United Kingdom, from York. Um, I've been living in Uruguay for seven years now. Um, I have a background uh, that kind of bridged two completely distinct worlds. Uh, the first one being homeschooling. Um, I was a homeschool teacher for seven years um, and latterly uh, moved into uh, working in international schools. Um, and about three years ago now, I started working on the Guys on School project, which in so many ways is kind of a beautiful hybrid of those two worlds. Um, so uh, I lead the school alongside Leona, and I also have a teaching role at the school with our third and fourth grade classes. Wonderful. Uh, my name is Leona. I'm from the Netherlands. Um, I've been working in international education for 20 years now. Uh, so I originally started as a uh, primary school teacher. Um, and for the last eight years, um, most of my work has been in a, a leadership role, uh, mainly working on curriculum development, curriculum uh, alignment. Mm -hmm. uh, I moved to Uruguay a little over like a, a year and a half ago, I'd say. Um, and I joined this uh, project to be co-head with, uh, with Sam. And in the school, I mostly work on uh, program development, uh, curriculum development, because we are designing our own curriculum uh, in the school. Um, I also have accountability for uh, finances, budgets, uh, policies, and um, yeah. And then there's a lot of overlap between uh, the responsibilities that we share. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. And so um, we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as we go through, because it, it must be that unique balance of having these distinct roles, but always kind of leaning on each other. Um, so the school opened in 2022. How was the decision made to appoint two leaders rather than one? Um, well, I think Leona kind of touched on it in, in her answer a little bit there. I, I mean, any head of school around the world, and we've met many of them, will tell you it is a huge role and you are expected to be an expert in every area of school life, whether that be finances, in the classroom, marketing, um, you know, you name it, you have to be the know-it-all. And, and the truth is, and every head of school will tell you this as well, that no one person has uh, such such breadth and depth of knowledge uh, as, as to be a successful and effective um, sole school head. Uh, and we had the added challenge here at the Garzon School as well, that we decided quite early on that we did not want to operate an off-the-shelf curriculum. Mm -hmm. We wanted to build our own. We're, we're, we're a very unique school uh, in, in, a, in, a, in an extremely special setting. Mm. And and we we believe that the, the curriculum needed to reflect that. And so if, if you add into that as well, the responsibility on the, on the head of school to uh, design a, a bespoke curriculum... Yeah, uh, there's just not enough hours in the week um, to to accomplish everything and and to do it with the quality it deserves. Yeah, um, and and so we we kind of recognize fairly early on that this is just not one person's job. This is you know the job of two people, but who 
have a very complementary skill set. Yeah, I think there was just a lot of time that went into daily operations and it, it didn't leave enough time to do that big picture thinking and that development and the um because this is also not something you do in a bubble so you need to be very collaborative and meeting many different people and if you're constantly being drawn into well there's uh, parent meetings or there's an issue with something with facilities or it, it just doesn't leave a lot of time for that so i, I think um there's a lot of credit there also to our, our uh, board of directors in, in recognizing that and going, we are willing to make this um, investment and we're going to find a very complementary uh, pair that, that can work that out together. Yeah, and that must be, um, you know, a real part of this is you two really complementing each other in these roles as you as you work through your vision for, for what you're doing next. And so how did you establish a clear vision in what you wanted to do? Did you both have an idea of what you wanted the school to look like? How did they put you together? Um, I think general overall vision for the school and, and what um, what we want to create here is is not just uh, us. This is very much a, a community uh, project. Mm -hmm. So uh, parents that opted in and, and helped build this community had a very strong uh, voice there. Our uh, board of directors, again, also sought out uh, a lot of uh, advisors from from with an educational uh, background. Mm -hmm. And we kind of all sat together there and went, OK, we're, we're building, let's say, our, our five year strategic plan here of mm -hmm. where we want to go. And I think for the first four, five months that we worked together, we weren't very specific in, in the division of our roles. It was mm -hmm. more a. Daily operations, very much Sam, uh, the programming and curriculum and the structure behind it, very much uh, me. Mm -hmm. And then we gave it a few months of time before we got back together again and went, OK, now we're going to very clearly say um, in our strategic plan, this is where we want to go. And this person is accountable for it. And this is another step we want to take in our strategic uh, planning. Mm -hmm. And this person is accountable for it. So we really took time to see, OK, like we knew overall um where our responsibilities were mm. but really fine-tune like what are your areas of of expertise and, and what are mine yeah. and what accountability are we going to take on that developed over over a few months uh, yeah. and that was also that was intentionally um done that way um mm. but it, it's very much a community uh, community project and everything we develop is developed with our team mm -hmm. and, and with input from from our parents and from the board. Yeah, I, I I'll piggyback on what Leona said to mm -hmm. that that was that process was allowed to happen organically um, mm -hmm. by design, and I would say that's fundamental in any co headship uh, mm -hmm. relationship because we were very quickly you know became acquainted with each other, knew each other's strengths and weaknesses, and were able to kind of hash out our accountability areas. Uh, based on you know that that knowledge if you were recruiting you know two complete strangers with very determined areas of accountability it would probably end up in 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 disaster so having that organic lead-in is essential mm -hmm. uh, we often talk here a lot with our board as well um, about uh, clear accountability and shared responsibility mm -hmm. so it's not that we have our two uh, separate 
kingdoms that we kind of work in parallel channels on. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's something that happens operationally that that's, you know, a, a serious issue at the school, I will, you know, and I, I don't have all the time or resources to to manage it on my own. Mm-hmm. I'll say to Leona, could I could I borrow you or could I mm-hmm. sense check this with you? And likewise for Leona, if there's if there's you know a, a budgetary concern that's that's troubling her, uh, you know we'll sit together and we'll take shared responsibility for 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 the successful uh, management of the school. Yeah, and in in terms of I think hiring, and this is again back to our board, they uh, they were very clear. I'd say in in what they wanted for the school, and they really went out of their way to find people that matched uh with that um yeah. so sam's been with the project right from the beginning i mm-hmm. came I, I was onboarded later um but it was very much between us to see okay can we work together is this collaboration working mm-hmm. um do we have the same let's say core values when it comes to to education mm-hmm. if that not had that not been the case then I wouldn't have accepted the job and he wouldn't have, you know, green lighted. So like, yes, this is a person I, th- mm-hmm. I think it'll work. Yeah. It's, it it's, it's funny. And in, in many ways, it's kind of, um, it's like a, it's like a professional marriage. Yeah. That yeah. You need that kind of constant communication, but within, within a relationship, you have, you have areas of strength and weakness and yeah. the, you need that, that, that partner to be fully familiar with those areas mm-hmm. of, of strength and weakness. And, and, you know, we, we are very conscious about carving out the time on, on a weekly basis to, to yeah. sit down what's going well, what could be going better. Um, and I think that's something unique to, to the co-headship model as well, because in a, in a, in a, in a more traditional sole leadership model, mm. you get very few people within a school organization who are willing to tell a head of school what they're doing wrong and where they should be doing better. Um, so we, we have that kind of increased accountability in front of each other on a level footing as well. Yeah, it really sounds like a relationship that you've worked hard at, but also quite a um, a collaborative relationship then with your wider body, with um, with your parents and with your school board. Um, so kind of talking about that 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 marriage, it's also yeah that that output from from others as well, kind of looking in and, and providing support as well. Um, so a really interesting model that that you're using, and you've touched on a little bit about your your roles and how you check in with each other. But that leads me really nicely into our next question because I was going to ask you about trust. Um, because it's crucial in any leadership position, but especially in a partnership. So how have you built and maintained trust between yourselves and your school community? Um, I think communication um, is, is obviously uh, a, a big one. Um, if if egos get too too big and you might be, if you're not open to to feedback or mm-hmm. any uh, critical conversation, that that's mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a non-starter. Um, but uh, for me, the the trust building, I think, um, over time, is um, mostly down to the the quality of output. Mm-hmm. Like Sam is so good at what he does, and once you see that, and it's again confirmed and confirmed and confirmed. Mm-hmm you can just relax and go, okay, that is on his plate. And I know it's going to be done well. And if there's 
any hesitation, anything that's not clear. I know that he will come and go, hey, could you have a look at this? Or can we just talk about this? Because I'm I'm, I'm not um, sure. Um, so we we really learn to, to lean on each other when it's needed. And mm. we've also shown, I think, uh, each other and our communities like what we do we've chosen to take on this specific part because we know this is this is where I shine mm -hmm. um and just having that confirmed over and over and over is it's a beautiful place to be because you could just yeah you can yeah. ease into it yeah, yeah. and I, I think the second part of that is is about facing adversity together I think for me that was really fundamental any school is going to have you know the 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 multiple and multifaceted uh, challenges, mm. and some of them are kind of easily dealt with, and other ones are, are kind of more institutionally serious. Mm -hmm. um, and you have many stakeholders involved in any school setting. So Leonora and I have been in meetings where we, we've kind of been on the back foot and in adverse situations and had to have each other's back and you know walking out of that meeting as un unpleasant and difficult as the meeting may have been at the time um you know we walk out of there with leona knowing that i've got her back no matter what happens and i know leona's got my back uh no matter what happens and i think that trust is is just a fundamental part of of us working together yeah oh it's wonderful to hear um so now you've opened in 2022, we're now in 2024 and you're starting your new academic year. Um, what lessons have you learned then from your kind of initial start to where you are now? What are you taking forward into 2024? Um, I think communication, transparent and, and honest uh, communication. Um, and lots of it, lots, lots, yeah. lots. Of it. We, we, we are very visual people around the school. We're at the school mm -hmm. gate every single morning. We say mm -hmm. good morning to good morning to every student that uh, arrives. We have a chat with every single family uh, that's here, and um, we try to share as much as we possibly can. Um, we ask for feedback from our uh, community, and and from that feedback, we've learned that maybe some areas where we thought like, oh, we're already being very communicative and, and sharing very much. There was definitely a question for more communication. Mm -hmm. um, so I think for me, that's, um, yeah, always keep communicating um, your, your, your progress on a, on a large scale and, and on a day-to-day -day, uh, mm -hmm. scale. Like, for, for parents in a school community, there's there's no such thing as too much information. So mm. um, yeah, for, for us, that's, I think, uh, a big one. Yeah, and the, the other one, which which um, applies to both of us, maybe it's been more pertinent in the past in my own role, is is kind of maintaining work-life balance. Now, any head of school is going to tell you that that, that balance is, is rarely there. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, we're a startup school. We opened, as you mentioned, in 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 twenty twenty two. We wear a lot of hats, Leona, as much as 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 I do, and just kind of keep keeping uh, track of your own kind of personal well being, which is another reason why it's actually so good to have a a, a co head of school alongside you. Yeah. You can have that personal check in that accompanies the professional check-in, just making sure everybody's kind of staying sane and mm -hmm. uh, as, as, as the school year goes on, uh, because it's, a, it's an intense role. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it must be very easy as in a startup to think, well, we just have to put this work in now and take on more and more and more. 
and actually before you know it you've just got too much and it's overwhelming and, and that's absolutely a recipe for burnout so yeah checking in with each other is so important um no we, we are here we're the first people uh, in the school every single yeah. morning we have a cup of coffee together we go through our day we're like okay where do you need me uh or some days it's like okay i'm gonna run this one by myself see you at the end of the day yeah. um but it, it's it's very good to to have that yeah yeah, yeah. And so what have been some of the real successes of the Garson School? Um, do you think we're going to see more co-headships in the future? I, I'll, I'll start by kind of saying one thing that, that I, I don't feel we have addressed so far in, in, okay. in this conversation that I, I think is a real victory of the, of the co-headship in particular, mm -hmm. is that we as a school expect our students to collaborate. We expect our students to take accountability, but shared responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, we expect it of all our staff as well. And 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 if you don't model that at a leadership level, it becomes uh, almost hypocritical to expect it of the of 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 all the school stakeholders. So so I think one really positive thing for me that's come out of this is children, a whole generation of children, growing up seeing that leadership is about collaboration yes. and communication and accountability um rather than this kind of you know solitary figure um who yeah. seems inaccessible um and I, and I think that's uh, you know it, it's 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 an everyday impact but I think the cumulative effect of, of, of that impact is is quite significant yeah that's a, a really interesting insight I think that a lot of people would say that they think of their leadership team they think of their headship when they were younger and they would think of yeah one figure and actually that one person yeah, yeah. how wonderful to yeah. see that collaboration and and to be able to to model that i think i mean having two heads you know is, is better than than one there's mm. more knowledge there's more thought that goes into uh the decision making um mm. we're not very we're never going to act on impulse. We can always first cross-reference and sense uh, check. So there's there's more time and thinking that goes into the decision making, and I think it leaves less room for for error uh, mm -hmm. in that way. Um, I think Sam mentioned earlier, as a, as a head of school, you're expected to be your team manager, the human resources, the business manager, an educator, a communicator, a mediator, like all all of that. Yeah. And I think if you divide that skill set, or if you have like very matching and complementary uh, skill sets, the the outcome for your school is just a, a better product. Because mm -hmm. I don't have to muddle through things that are not within my skill set. Because mm -hmm. I have someone that does that really, really um, well. So I think that's the. The main thing, I also think maybe the co-headship model works really well for intentionally small schools, mm -hmm. uh, which we are and, and will maintain. Um, if you're in a very big school, then you know you have your admin team is, is so extensive and there's a lot of um, work that a head of school can go, okay, your responsibility, your responsibility, your responsibility, I do the oversight. Mm -hmm. um, intentionally small school, we are forced to have like you know many hats uh, that we wear and and uh, yeah our our admin team right now consists of, of four uh, people mm -hmm. um, but there's so much that is our responsibility and um, by sh having a complementary uh, skill set I, I think yeah the outcome is just 
stronger, better, less room for error. Yeah, yeah. And so with that in mind, what does the future hold for the Garson School? Ooh, it's bright. There's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a lot happening at the moment. We, we, yeah. We're not going to be unemployed for a long time, put it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, days, our days and weeks and years tend to fill themselves rather, mm. rather too quickly. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing on the horizon for us, without a doubt, that we've been putting hours and hours of uh, work into um, is, is our campus. We're moving to a, a purpose-built campus in uh, late 2024. It's uh, fully designed by Roseanne Bosch, who's a, who's a Dutch architect based in Copenhagen in Denmark. Um, she she referred to our project as the jewel in the crown of her career, which is you know spectacular for us yeah. because she's done some incredible schools around the world in, in in not only Latin America, North America, Europe, and Asia as well. Um, so um, so we've broken ground already on the campus, and yeah. we're expecting the first classes to be around July August twenty twenty four. So for us, you know, uh, to 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 finally be home. Um, yes. As, as as a school uh, uh, is exceptionally exciting. I think as 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 much as it is for us, it's for the student and and parent body as well. Yeah. And then twenty twenty five, we'll be opening our our secondary school. So right now, uh, primary, um, we have kids going into uh, our grade six, which is here still uh, primary, mm -hmm. and in twenty twenty five, opening that uh, middle school department as well. Um, I think. If we talk about the future of our school, I think that's as far as we can envision now. If we want to talk about the long-term future of, of our school and everything um, we intend to bring to this region in terms of education, we, we need to schedule another um we need to schedule another one yeah. of these It sounds like you're doing a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving campus and then opening your first middle school. That's a that's a lot on the horizon. So yeah. Yes incredible things happening how exciting oh thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today it's been fascinating to learn more about your leadership model um, and the positive impact that's having for your school community is there anything else that you wanted to say that you didn't get an opportunity to say um i'd say we're very open to collaboration uh other intentionally small schools uh, mm -hmm. out there we love uh, we love uh, connecting so um, please do feel free to reach out wonderful okay thank you so much you can learn more about the Garson School online and you can also find Sam and the owner's piece um, that they wrote previously when they first opened um, on ISN